Welcome to the What The Beep Am I Doing Here podcast, where we talk about all the juicy topics to help you figure that out. You are here to do more than just tick society's boxes. Tune in. You are not alone. Let's figure this crazy life out together. Thank you for joining me and for allowing me to be in your ears today. I really appreciate it. I've got two very special guests with me today. Jess and Amy are the owners of The Grateful, which is a business in Newcastle where I live. And their business is flowers and clothing and you can go and get anything for anyone. That was the idea behind it. But the core of this business is gratitude and giving back and how can we have a business but also be of service and create an amazing experience for people and not just have a business for the sake of just making money, which is important, but have a business that has a purpose as well. So I wanted to talk to the girls about what it was that happened prior to the birth of The Grateful and what it has taken for them to stay on track and then what keeps them going today. So thank you for being here. Hi. So tell us about the journey for you guys that that birthed The Grateful. So I guess for me, I grew up as a teenager with severe depression. Both my parents also suffered depression. So I grew up in a family both parents were just surviving. And Mm. so getting towards my mid-30s, I'd been in a corporate world, which I always loved and enjoyed, but I was always doing something, making magic for other people. So for me, before I had kids, I wanted to start making magic for myself to avoid growing up or bring kids up in an environment like my parents. Mm. You know, because you take your work home, it's such a big part of our lives. Mm. So for me, I was very clear that that was something I needed to do for myself prior to having kids. So I'd just done a bit of a sabbatical to Africa and South America, traveling and stayed in orphanages and mud huts and things like that. And um, the concept for The Grateful sort of came to me then where I was looking at people on their deathbeds um, in a clinic in the middle of Malawi, and thought, oh my God, they're just staring at these mud brick walls like on their deathbeds. Like it's so simple to bring a bit of colour and energy there for people to look at. So that's sort of where that concept was birthed for me. Um, Obviously, I was very clear on why the deeper purpose and why I wanted to do that. But that was where the concept for the grateful sort of came to me. And I came back and my sister was going up to the John Hunter to have a baby. And she sort of said, I don't want to go back in there. Like I've got to go there and give birth, but it is so sterile. And I think Amy told me a similar story as well. So instead of waiting to go traveling next and taking those beautiful, vibrant color pictures, you know, overseas, I thought, why not start here? So that's sort of where the concept for that came from. So when someone buys a posy through us, for, so for example, flowers, we'll donate another one to the John Hunter Hospital. And then anything else we sell in our little boutique, we donate part of our profit to sponsor a lady from domestic violence to take critical self-defense classes. So for me, the grateful was a personal journey to ensure that my children didn't grow up suffering the way I did with depression. And also it's something to do that you want that connection. So doing it with someone else, like a best friend, like Amy, but also inviting people in the community into our store to partake in that, giving it forward. So Mm. for me, I guess um, the grateful is all about, you know, the quickest way to feel good in yourself is to give. So offering other mothers that are beating themselves up that opportunity to get some perspective and feel good for a second, knowing that they're paying something forward, but also thinking I could be in a worse position thinking about the women that are actually being physically externally beaten instead of you know internally Mm. beating ourselves up and then I guess the other piece 
for us that's really big is um, supporting children and that next generation. So that's where Amy sort of comes in. She comes in from a teaching background. Mm -hmm. And I guess when you don't have access to those mothers and there's kids that don't have a great home life, there's being able to re- sort of um, reach that, you know, next generation. So that's where I think Amy sort of found her place yeah. in joining the Grateful. I love your story. Amy, I'd love to hear what it was for you. Well, as just said, I come from a teaching background. And as I was having my first child, I began to realise that I would find it very difficult to juggle motherhood and teaching. So I was working in um, special ed, which is amazing, but it's also very draining emotionally, physically, Mm. mentally. And I just realised that I would not be able to do that and be there with my children and my partner equally. Yeah. And so the grateful seemed to be the perfect balance for me because as a nurturer, I was able to achieve that desire to help people and um, still have that work-life balance. So you guys have had to step – you've stepped away – Jess, you've stepped away from corporate and Amy, you've stepped away from teaching to be able to do this. That's a really big decision to make. Like that's huge. Like a lot of women that I have worked with get really – attached to the titles and the names and the qualifications and all that kind of stuff and I can see them when I'm working with them I can see them just like so desperately wanting to be part of something bigger which you guys obviously are what you've created is so special the story behind it is just as if you wouldn't want to buy from you guys like it's just to be part of something bigger is so special so how did you did you battle with anything internally yeah Amy's like yeah yeah that's huge <laughs> Even for still me now. Yeah, yeah still battling with it it's huge for me um so I went into teaching for a lot of reasons mm. a passion you know not only for um children but for oh, I'm secondary trained so English yep. and history so for literature and history as well um but for safety yeah I realized through the personal development that we've done you know, in um, in our on ourselves for mm. the business, yep. that that safety net of a secure job and a secure wage was so so important to me. Again, yep. to do with my upbringing, yeah, and that yep. that need for um, stability, yeah. So to step away from that was really Massive. really difficult for me. Yeah, I mean, well, you did it. Mm-hmm. Still battling with it though. Yes, like, and yep. I've got I've got very similar. Um, I grew up with a degree qualified family and everyone degree degree degrees and go to uni blah 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 um and so I was like the black sheep of my family I didn't do that and I before I have my business now and got into coaching I was a beauty therapist and even when like I did a four-year apprenticeship that's hard work Mm. let me tell you (laughs) like on the ground long hours all that kind of stuff and I still because of my upbringing I would say to people oh, I'm, I'm just a beauty therapist. Like, that's all I am. Like, just constantly putting myself down. So, and even now when I meet someone that is degree qualified or whatever, there is still that part of me that's a little girl that's like, oh, gosh, you've got a degree, I don't. And so I love that you said it's something you're still going through because yeah. I know for me, and I've done like 10 years worth of personal development now, I'm aware that it's a trigger for me. But for me now, I just don't buy into it. Like mm. I hear it, I feel it more internally and then I'm like, and we're going to move past you now. Yeah, I feel like 
for so many years, so much of my identity or my self-perception mm. had been based on my career choice. What mm. do you do? I'm a teacher. And I felt like that defined me. Yeah. So many different parts of my personality. Yeah. So many people can relate to that. Yeah. So yeah. to move away from that is is quite scary. Was it like that for you, Jess? Or? Um, I don't think so. I was lucky in my most recent job prior to starting The Grateful. I got to do a lot of personal development and coaching. And yep. I did a commerce degree and then I did a Master of Business Administration, sorry. And quite often when I remember being frustrated going, why can't I remember stuff I studied in my undergrad and in the personal coaching I was doing? It's like, if you needed to know it, you'd know it. Like, let go of it. When it needs to come back to you, it'll come back to you. So that attachment to my degree and what information I thought I should know and be smarter and retain... I got to let go of thanks to that coaching. But for yeah. me too, knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing, like yeah. the other end of the spectrum, wanting to kill myself as a child mm. and being so dogged that I refuse to let my children grow up that way unless mm. they need to have their own journey and experience of that. So I'm so clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing and, mm. you know, my anxieties and stuff. I get really bad separation anxiety. So I actually live the street behind our shop. Yeah. My kids go to daycare 200 metres away. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of those traits in my children. So I've sort of created that. But, I mean, I could be a bit naive as well because when I did my MBA, I did my research project on the concept of the grateful. So everything I'm really? creating is attached yeah. to my degree still. So <laughs> yeah. I do have that naive security blanket, I guess. but you're aware of it awareness is key awareness is where it all starts so what would you say the biggest blocks for lack of a better word have been for you to move through in establishing your business and staying true to your mission even when I'm sure you've had moments where you're like is this actually going to work Um, I'm very lucky because we do something that's so important to us Mm. personally and the community, you attract the right people into your life. Mm. So I'm very lucky with Got Your Back Sister and Melissa Histon. We're very close and good friends now. Mm. And at least once a week, she comes to the shop, sits there, we have coffee together and we talk about life and things we're struggling with personally, whether one responds or not. So... I've got people like that around me constantly and I've always had that in my corporate jobs as well. I've been really lucky. I guess I'm a high energy person and you gravitate towards people like that. So I've always sort of had that support group. So quite often like I might, you know, the business, we went through a startup stage Mm. three times. So it was always (laughs) going to be a boutique and have flowers involved as well. But I was dogged it had to be in Carrington because I didn't – it had to be accessible. It had to be in that community Mm. environment that just lives and breathes gratitude. Mm -hmm. So it took 18 months to find a shop space in Carrington. Yeah. It's a little village-type suburb in Newcastle. Yeah. So that was a big blockage. So we had the flowers. We started with that. Then we started with a new premises. We only took out a year lease and then we moved a year later. So we basically yeah. started again with double the rent. Yeah. So Good. within a space of four years, we <laughs> went through startup phase three times. So we go, you know, get a good run. You pay yourself. The energy's flowing. You feel yeah. really good. And then, oh, sorry, Amy. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting yeah. paid for the next few months. So there's a lot of that. And you sort of go, oh, am I taking away from my two kids? Am I What I'm doing, is it actually contradicting why I'm doing it Mm. but then you'll get into the shop and you'll open up an email and Joe from Got Your Back Sister has sent us an email about a lady that we sponsored to take self-defense classes um, through our donations and our 
customers buying through us who had actually had a drink spike. She'd come from DV herself. She Mm -hmm. had a drink spike but had taken the self-defence classes, knew how to identify that situation and actually get herself back inside. Yeah, it's massive. Have someone call the police Mm. before she collapsed on the floor. Mm. And then you go, what? You know, I trust Mm, the universe, basically. Yeah. For me, I just had to let go and trust it. You give that to your kids. How old are your kids? Uh, one's about to turn one, Bowie, yeah. and Eddie's just turned three. So they're a little bit young <laughs> to understand the concept yet. But as they get older, when they say, you know, what does my mum do? You'll be able to say, well, my mum has this shop and it saves women from domestic violence through what she does with her work. And like anyone that hears that would be like, she does what? Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Like it would just, and then when they see that response from their community, they'll be like, my mum does that. You know, like it's just, it's legacy. Struggling to figure out your purpose? I've been there. And lucky for you, I'm a bit of a pro at helping people find theirs. Check out the Work With Me tab on my website, www.rosynerney.com and click on Find My Why. I'd love to connect and help you bring your why into the light. So initially I started the business with a girlfriend, Gemma, because she wanted to do flowers and I was like, well, I'll do all the business side of stuff mm. and you can do the hands-on flower piece. And she had two little kids and we when we take the flowers up to the hospital, donate them, you know, quite often we take our kids. And for me, that was such a huge thing to just make that part of my every day mm. prior to having kids so they saw the beautiful side of the world because there is yep. God knows yes. right now yes. Yes. all we see mm. you turn on the news and it is yep. sickening yep. so I was dogged that I wanted my kids to live and breathe the beautiful smell the roses you know There's, that's why flowers are amazing because they're so sensory mm. you can smell them touch them see them and I say there's another sense that is evoked which is nostalgia like people men yeah. quiver at the knees when they see them but I think yeah I guess for Amy you can answer this but I think that was a huge draw card for you as well because you had small kids at the time and it was like oh my god imagine having kids and I can expose them mm. to this way of living mm. totally totally so if you could like say pick your biggest hurdle apart from you know four startups <laughs> um <laughs> that you've had to overcome probably more on a personal level what would you say it would be the biggest hurdle i think for me ongoing has been juggling the family life mm-hmm. i have when you work for someone else you go into work you get paid yeah and it's easy yeah <laughs> and not Being from a business background, Mm. I guess I didn't quite realise how much you have to invest. And it's not just about time. Mm. It's the the energy, the passion, Mm. it's the whole thing. Mm. And managing that with my two kids has probably been the hardest. Yeah, challenging. But you keep going. You do keep going. Because... Well, it's just the simple joy in it. So as Jess was saying on how your kids view what you do, Mm. just recently my four-year-old son gave flowers to his preschool teacher who was leaving to go on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. 
And this was last Thursday and he is still talking about it. Yeah. How happy they made her and how proud he was. And yeah. he just kept, he just randomly says to me, oh, mum, flowers are so beautiful. Yeah. They made Amber so happy. Yeah. So he's been thinking about that for yeah. a full week. And that yeah. is so touching. Yeah. And that just makes you feel so good about it. Yeah. And it brings you back to the purpose why you're doing and why what you're, you're doing. doing. Yeah, totally. What about you, Jess? Um, well, I guess Jem and I started the business together. Mm-hmm. She, I guess, went in a bit like loved the concept and idea of it but didn't really grasp the gravity of business. what that would involve mm. well, and yeah. having two kids. Yeah, totally. So for a long time that was really hard because I guess you've got that friendship there. We've come out of it, separated yeah. the partnership but not been tarnished at all but just watching someone struggle so Mm. much and because it is such a beautiful amazing thing that you just want to be involved with Mm. and like her allowing her to sit there and have her own journey to go it's just not the right time like it's for her she juggled with the same thing having two kids and this beautiful thing but she didn't want to let go because she'd attached her identity to the grateful as well and so watching someone struggle like that and knowing that I'm involved in Mm. it and Mm. not being able to also step in like she had to go through that herself. But Mm. then if you've got, say, three people in the business and one of them is really, really struggling at, you know, that's one third of the energy Mm. that comes in. So that was really difficult. But I'm also, I've always had this thing in my head where I've watched every business I've been involved in, small business, I've watched partnerships dissolve and how it's taken different courses. So I also know that I chose that deep down, that I chose to have that experience to see how I would go through it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, you know. Nailed it. Well, yeah, but she's a beautiful, not just me, but she's a beautiful person too. And that's, you know, to come out of it like that. But, yeah, that was really hard for all of us. Like, Jen yeah, was saying, probably even more yeah. so for her. But yeah. just watching her struggle like that and not being able to do anything, but I would take it home and take on mm. so much of it as well and having to let it sort of – no, it's a business, but it's also so much more mm-hmm. and having to let it take its course and me being involved in that experience but also having to know that it's Jem's journey. It's a bit like that parenting. Was bloody, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I had kids at the exact yep. same time and, you know, you say you learn more from your kids but at that time I was learning so much more from that friendship and the business. Mm. It was, but that's why I do life, like, you know, mm. yep. it's all about yeah, experiences when kids, and how you feel. And As your kids get older, just from my, my own experience, it's just it's, that's tough. It's so tough. Like I've got four girls. So watching wow. them, yeah, watching them, the older two more so, eldest is 11 at school just with playground politics oh. and stuff like that. It's just like brings up stuff for me when I was a kid and knowing that the best thing I can do is just hold space for her, support her and stay out of it, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. But, yeah, I um I love that insight and and – not only the inside, but how you've navigated it and you've come out. That's really, really a credit to you and to Gemma yeah, as well. Totally. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. but to the brand as well, like big, you know, ego maniac corporations, money driven, they are, tend to be the ones that are like <clears throat> clash when mm. that kind of stuff happens. But your brand has such deep rooted values that 
you take that into every aspect of your business. So when there is conflict that comes up, which it always does in business, you're grounded in your values and beliefs. And when you know that and you believe that, it makes it easier for you to navigate not just business but like any kind of aspect in life. So I love that. So if you're not checking society's boxes, what does life look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Come find me on Instagram at Rosie Nerney. And if you're loving the podcast content, please share this podcast and tag me in your stories so I can come and say hi. You mentioned that you've done a lot of traveling and in places that are not first world or privileged. Do you think that the impact that traveling has had on you? Because I, I, traveling's like mm. my addiction. <laughs> Do you think that the impact on you helped to shape your mission with the grateful? Definitely. Um, I think it's also innately because it is like it's ingrained in me and that's what made me decide to want to have kids so I could revisit these places and re-explore them but through a new set of eyes um, and experience them in a new way. But I guess I've went to East Timor years ago and did an immersion program and stayed in homes with these people. We had to hike into their village to live and in Africa, you know, we stayed in orphanages and things like that. So for me, I sometimes would describe myself as an optimistic realist. So I'm a very positive person, but I also want to be really clear and understand how most of or the rest of the world and other communities live. So I do believe in abundance. I believe there's more than enough for everybody, but I think it's quite displaced at the moment. But Amy's a big traveler too. So yeah. So what has traveling done for you personally but then that you've bought into the business well I think a lot of it is about perception and we talk about this all the time so how you view your world is so innately linked to your experiences Mm. and all of your experiences are you know a, a part of you and actually there was a quote just recently that we posted on our um social media and and it was about Monet growing his flowers before he actually painted them. Art takes time. Mm. And life is art. It's creating love and expression and memories and travel is all of that as Mm. well. So I think once you've travelled extensively, you can't not take that with you everywhere you go. Mm. It impacts on everything that you do. Absolutely. Yeah, I am struggling a little bit at the moment. Rather than not travelling? Not being able to travel. I would just say that to Amy in the car. Like I feel so part of Mm. the the world as a whole. Like it is such a huge thing for me and I so – I never thought I'd have kids. And then when I finally made that decision, I was sitting on a boat in Galapagos and was just like, holy, this, you know, if this was it right now, this is, I have lived my life (laughs) more than I could honestly Mm. ever believe possible. And that's when I went, what next? And I guess I went, oh, I guess I'll see if I could have children. Like Mm. imagine coming back to these places and re-experiencing through their eyes and that beauty and going to new places with them. Like Mm. I felt content, so content where I was. And Mm. now I have two amazing little humans to do life with and relive life in a different way. Mm. But we can't. can't. I can't. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. it It's really playing with my Yeah, I'm with you big time. I, I didn't know if I'd ever say that without sounding really coming across the wrong way so it's really amazing to hear you say that too because it's really messing with my psyche yeah i'm really and it's struggling the, only, the one thing with covid that's really really messing with my psyche yeah i'm really struggling 
<laughs> big time. Like I've just I've made a Pinterest board with like all these traveling places and I'm just like, ooh, when? And then when I say when, I'm like, is it when or is it if? Mm. We discussed that today. If Because this is not going to go well for me. No. <laughs> I'm just like, because it's so part of who I am and my world view did not get to what it is now. Like I didn't really understand myself as a global citizen until I traveled Mm -hmm. and until I connected with women from other communities that are so lacking compared to ours. When I did that, I was like, oh my God, it really made me want to do something more with my life because I was like, I'm in a position that the majority of women on this planet Mm. aren't. And so I want to do something to be able to give to them and I need to be with them in person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me out. <laughs> yeah. But then I don't know if they'll let you back either. So then it's that whole thing. Anyway. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. Guys, just quickly, if you want to know what the beep I am doing here, check out my purpose at www.rosynerney.com and get your free Find Your Values e-course today. It's awesome. You're going to love it. So where can people find you online and on socials? Yeah, well, thanks to COVID, <laughs> the, the store was always face-to-face. Like, I, you know, initially the concept of build an e-commerce site, but tucked that away. Because really, to get the full experience, I say we're selling beautiful things, but really when you come in, what you're getting is that experience mm. to download, connect, get some perspective, stop mm. beating yourself up internally, knowing life does feel a shit right now but Mm. it could be a lot worse and hey i do have enough i can buy myself a bunch of flowers Mm. and a complete stranger at the same time Mm -hmm. so thanks to covid we are also now online (laughs) (laughs) like you can always get so you can flowers obviously is newcastle lake macquarie base but you can go to our website which is www.thegrateful.com.au our heartfelt locally made gift boxes you can send anywhere in australia ladies clothes are available on line now so every single one of those purchases donates to got you back sister to sponsor a lady from domestic violence to take critical self-defense classes you can follow us on social media or come and visit us in newcastle when you're allowed to yeah (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully by the time this goes to air things will have settled down a bit but if not go online (laughs) because if you're going to invest i'm very 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 big on conscious shopping and conscious spending because where we invest our money ultimately votes for what we believe in and whether we give a shit or not to like look into whether we're spending where we're spending our money and the impact our money is having so yours is a business that is worth investing in not just for the product but for what you want to bring into the world and hopefully women that are listening to this can hear the girls and if you've had some idea brewing or thinking of something you want to leave your kids like a legacy or just a message or anything you want to birth into the world like just listening to the girls story might make you go i can do that too so thank you for being here i really appreciate it and thank you to everyone for tuning in so guys shameless plug here because i would love 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 you to help me help others figure out what the beep they are doing here Please rate this podcast with five stars wherever you're listening. Thank you so much in advance. I am so grateful for your support.